0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find anxiety. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Welcome in to another episode of Crusader Talk
1: here on a Monday evening. I'm Caleb Hamill, joined by Josh West and Clayton Rush. As we're talking a lot of different things in the athletic landscape as far as William Carey is. We've got a lot to talk about with soccer, as both the men's and women's regular season have come to a close. The South uh, Southern States Athletic Conference Tournament has concluded as well. Big result for the women. Men had a great showing as well. And we're going to have to recap a lot of what's going on, because not only has that happened, we also had the uh, volleyball season come to an end, and Josh, to kind of start it off, you know, before we talk to Coach Barry Farrell, uh, we had a great showing for Coach uh, Rhonda Shirley's team. They made it to the semifinal round of the volleyball uh, tournament uh, coming out of pool play, and you know, came into a buzzsaw with Blue Mountain Christian, but you know, a great showing from them after a slow start to the season.
2: It was. And the energy that they're bringing, the way that they turn the corner, I don't want to say mid-season, but about a third of the way or so through that season, you could see the belief. And, and we were there. We, we were there to document that. You could see it. You could feel it. Uh, talking to Coach Shirley, you knew it was starting to turn. And so, with the way that recruiting is trending right now for volleyball, it seems like it. It certainly seems like this was the year if you were going to get volleyball at Cary, this was the year to get them.
1: And so now joining us here for the first segment of Crusader Talk this evening, which by the way, we have Clayton Rush in the studio. Forgot to mention him. Welcome in because we have a lot of soccer to cover and y'all have got a lot of soccer to cover this week and weekend. Uh, But joining us on the phone to start off the show is head coach of the men's soccer team, Coach Barry Farrell. Coach, how are you tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. Appreciate you having me on. All right, Coach. So you come out of the regular season and start play in the SSAC tournament uh, with a home win over UT Southern, and then you get that rematch. You know, I, I don't mean to just glaze over your 4-0 win over the Firehawks, or but you look at Dalton State, and you're able to come back, play with a, a lot of momentum throughout that game, and come out on top 2-1. to How would you all get it done?
3: We played really well. Um, Dalton State, you know, number two team in the nation at the time. Uh, we had a good game plan going into that game. I felt really confident, or we felt really confident um, with our guys back that we We could get that win against them, and, and it was it was a really good performance from
1: us. It probably felt really good to see Jack Greenwood back there on the pitch <clears throat> and getting into the scoring and help William Carey to a 1-0 lead at the end of the first half and really your team was able to just preserve that lead moving forward and, in fact, added a goal to that with Jamie Wynn uh, en route to a 2-1 victory. And that set you up uh, for the rest of the tournament as uh, you faced a very tough Mobile team, uh, which is still a team that you could face yet again in the postseason. We'll get to that as far as uh, all the postseason tournaments concerned. But uh, in that final match of the SSAC tournament, how did that game play out for you? It seemed like a very big defensive battle back and forth against Mobile, kinda of like we saw back here in Hattiesburg.
3: It was. Uh, they they had a they came out really strong, similar to, to when they played us here in Hattiesburg. It was they were excellent, I must admit. Um uh, scored a really good team goal. Uh, we kinda half time we talked about it, we switched a few things up and we, we came out second half. A lot more energy. Uh, we made a couple of substitutions, which we haven't been able to do in the past. And, you know, it could have gone either way. We had a, a really good opportunity with about two minutes left to, to Jamie Wynn. And he just couldn't put it on frame. And and, and that was really the story of the game for us. We, could, we played really well second half, but we just couldn't get anything on target. Um, but I was proud of the way the boys came back and played in
4: the second half, we just we just couldn't get it over the line. Yeah, coach. This is Clayton. I, uh, you know, Josh and I got to talk after the Mobile game, and you know, one of the things that I noticed that I, that I think you may agree with, you know, throughout that SSAC tournament, you only gave up one goal, right? And that goal was just the the you know Mobile's goal that uh, made the difference in that game. So I know you know you put a lot of emphasis on the defensive side of the ball as well, but had a lot of chances uh, in, in the Mobile game, like you said. I, I was talking to Josh and. Yeah, you know, I told Josh, after the first 20 minutes of that mobile game, I really thought Kerry were the better side for the other you know 60, 70 minutes of the match. Uh, just just talk about going forward, is there an emphasis now being put on you know that first 15, that first 20 minutes? is there Is that something that you're thinking maybe you know hey we need to we need to watch how we come out uh, in games and those slow starts, or is it just maybe the quality of mobile? Talk a little bit about that
3: i think it's a bit a little bit of a bulk play uh we, we actually talked about it you know before the game but in the, in the first game here in Hansburg you know they scored early in that game as well um i kind of feel like it's obviously you're losing one nil and you need to come back and and you know you you have a lot more energy and, and you know and, and both teams are a very good team um defensively we look we look solid really um but yeah, we'll go forward. We'll probably be a little bit more aggressive on the offense um, with with those players back that we we get back.
2: Coach, this is Josh West, and uh, you know, the guy I'm excited about is, is Jack Greenwood because he's one of those guys like a Kevin McConnell. First off. Uh, the the energy and the personalities i mean they are true characters and i mean that in the best way possible yes. they are almost like characters in a movie a your favorite sports movie they get under the skin of the opponent they hype up their teammates they have a flair and an energy that you don't find on every team i got to go back with how do you find those type of great pieces and then when you've lost them and you bring them back it's night and day what they bring to the table
3: yeah exactly Josh it's and it goes back to the personality you know we, we try to recruit a lot more personality for the for the team this year and I think you've seen that on, on on some of the interviews you did earlier on in the season where the you know the guys are infectious and you just you just want them to kind of succeed. Jack is one of those guys you know like he came on against Dalton you know ten minutes before the the end of the half time gets the goal um he he's looking better and better every game. And, and has a good chance to probably start this weekend at the national championship and you know it's not just jack but it's it's a really good group. I just feel we've been just unlucky in certain times with obviously suspensions that we talked about and and injuries and and just coming up against a very very good team as well in the final um but yeah we'll we'll bounce back.
2: And, and speaking of injuries and coming back from injuries, this is an opportunity to talk about your support staff. Talk about team doctors, trainers, and just the intuition to be able to make the tough choices and make the move and have a surgery mid-season. It seems to have gone on beautifully. And you've got Jack saying that he feels as good as he's felt in a long, long time.
3: Yeah, I can't, I can't say enough about our, our athletic training staff. Um, they've really been on top of their game um i'm sure it was difficult over the last couple of years with covid etc but you know jeff and his staff have been brilliant um this year and and hopefully that continues but yeah they've the communication has been great we've added them in our you know, in our uh, whatsapp group so everybody's on the same page of what needs to be done in terms of getting the boys back and and like you said jack is jack jack greenwood is exactly that and we've managed them well and You know, he wants to play, and he's he's ready to go.
1: For those of you that uh, have not been paying attention, the schedule was released for the NAIA opening round, and for William Carey, they earned a 9 seed to start off the tournament, and there will be a host team on both Thursday and Saturday. Well, actually, just Saturday. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because of Carey being a 9 seed, they'll only host one team, automatically start off the tournament in the second round, with a chance to play for the round of 16, which will be uh, at a different location. Uh, but, coach, I want to kind of ask you about this draw. So, first of all, you have Milligan University coming into town, the Buffaloes. Uh, but also, on that side of the bracket, as a nine seed, you're matched up against the eight seed. Surprise, surprise, a familiar opponent, Mobile. And then also further down the line on that side of the bracket, you've got Dalton State, which remains as a four seed, uh, even though they took an, a loss to the Crusaders in the conference tournament. Uh, how do you feel about the draw you've got?
3: It's a tough one, Caleb. You know, it's in, and, and at this stage, it should be a tough one. Um, we we uh, you know we've played really top teams so far. Yes, it's a bit unfortunate in terms of possibly. You know, if you get through this game, you possibly could play Mobile three times within the last three weeks. Um, but like you said, they've they've been back-to-back national championships runner-up. So you know, you got to if you want to do well, and you got to face these teams at some stage. And, and the, the good thing is, if you know, I don't want to get ahead of schedule, but you know, Dalton State Mobile, we we know those teams, and it just gives us another chance if we get through uh, this weekend.
1: And it just was a little surprising to me, and Clayton and I were talking about it too, that the uh, NAIA would put all three of the SSAC's representatives on the same side of the bracket. But we'll yeah. uh, cross that bridge when yeah. we get there, Coach. We uh, are out of time in this segment, but we look forward to seeing your program compete this weekend. That match will be on Saturday against Milligan University. We also have a women's match that will occur that same day. But we look forward to seeing you compete at the national
2: level.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks, Caleb. Clayton. Josh, well,
2: appreciate it. All right, thanks, Coach.
1: All right, that is Coach Barry Farrell, head coach of the men's soccer team for William Carey. On the other side of the break, we're going to break down the women's side of things as Coach Danny Owens joins us on the phone as well. More Crusader Doc coming up for you next.
0: You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com.
1: Back here with you on Crusader Talk on this lovely Monday. But I have to say, y'all, I'm so happy to finally see some rain. I was about to say, beautiful, you know, clear skies. No, we got rain,
4: but it's a good kind of rain. The 28 day drought is over. <laughs>
1: And Danny Owens Field is getting a fresh watering ahead of some action this weekend. We'll have three matches played on that pitch throughout the week. Have a match on Thursday with two teams that don't involve the Crusaders as William Carey's women's team gets the overall number one seed in the NAIA tournament and will host Tennessee Wesleyan versus Xavier to start off the tournament on Thursday. And then the Crusaders will host the winner in the women's uh, second round game on Saturday, November the 18th. We're joined now by Coach Danny Owens here on Crusader Talk. Coach Owens, how are you?
5: Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, Coach, eh, there's playing well and then there's outright domination. And it seemed like for William Carey in that SSAC tournament, it was sheer domination. Never gave up a goal the entire time. Very little doubt the entire way through in Montgomery. Uh, What can you say about these girls and their talent that they've shown here on this stage?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I guess we've just had a really good team. You know, we've kind of showed showed how good we are all season. And, you know, we talked about uh, now that you're in postseason, the regular season doesn't matter. And, you know, we had an opportunity to play for a trophy and challenge the girls to go do that and enjoy themselves and go play for a trophy and have fun and reap the rewards of being a good team and I thought we had a good two games over the weekend.
2: Yeah, it coach in sports numbers are so indicative of trends and, and the way things kind of paint a picture. 20 record over 130 goals six players in double figure goals averaging over six goals per game is there any particular number that stands out to you that goes wow that that's really mind-blowing considering uh, what you have to do what how much work goes in to achieve that what jumps out at you it's,
5: it's probably the the rate that we're scoring goals you know I mean last couple of years we've we've had a good offensive attack and um, you know just the amount of goals we're scoring but we're not relying on one particular player um, you know and we have we have girls coming off the bench and and double digit goals so you know we substitute and we're still coming at you and um, I think everybody's enjoying the role understands their role and understands that whether you're starting or you're coming off the bench like you know, you play a role into it And there's a lot of action to be had and um, so I think it's the goals, but also, you know, the number of people who are scoring goals.
4: Yeah, Coach, I, I think, you know, as as we watch this tournament play out, uh, you know, you, you see that life game circled, and, and you go back to the game against life, and you see that 3-2 um, uh, victory that you got, but giving up those two goals there, so you kind of transition now to the championship game, championship rematch from last year, and... Yeah, you've got to first of all talk about how great Karen has played uh in this tournament she's really come into form uh as of late but uh the the, the goal for me the goal of the tournament really uh Virginia's goal in the second half to really put the game away because I talk about it all the time with Josh with Caleb uh I don't like a 2 nothing lead uh it's to me it's a dangerous lead it's you give up that third goal um to to go back to 2-1 and you lose the momentum but uh, just talk about that goal. Talk about Virginia Mesa. Uh, I mean, that that goal just had to really take the wind out of life's sails uh, and just really put the game away for me.
5: Yeah, I agree. I, you know, when, they, when she scored that goal, I felt it was done. You know, we still had time to play, but um, I thought it was a good goal, the way she took a goal. It was a, a very good finish. And, you know, Virginia is somebody that hasn't been playing a lot, um, you know, especially early on. You know, she wasn't getting a lot of minutes, but every time we put her in, you know, she worked her tail off and she was still working to earn that spot. And, you know, we lost Julia in the um, in the semifinal and we talked about just next man up. And I know it's a coaching cliche, but, you know, you've got to give Virginia credit because we talk about you've got to keep working for your for your moment. And when that moment, you don't know when the moment's going to be called, but you got to keep working for it. And, you know, Virginia's one that, You know, she brings her A game every day at training. When she's on the field, you know, she brings maximum effort and, um, you know, it it paid dividends because 1-0 is a lot different than 2-0, especially in the last 15 minutes or so of of a game, of a final. And um, we knew she could score goals. Uh, She stepped in and kind of filled a role for us and uh, couldn't be more pleased with the way she's, you know, she's playing of late during the season, but especially in that final to get that kind of, uh cough, you know, nail in the coffin. Yeah,
4: and we certainly we, we hated to see Julia go down in the uh semifinal game. Is there any update you can give us on her? Has has she been rehabbing, doing well, or what's the update on Julia?
5: Yeah, she's just taking time to recover. She's still a little bit sore, so, you know, it's just kind of a day to day. You know, she felt better today than, than Thursday obviously and um we sent her to the doctor and, you know, she's getting some meds so we'll kinda Give her next another couple of days. It's probably a, a good break. If you look at Julia's mileage and the effort, and you know the amount of banging that she gets throughout the game over twenty games, you know she takes a lot. So it's probably a, you know we obviously don't want her injured, but it could be a kind of a head and rest as well for for Julia.
1: You know, Coach. I think back to one thing that we talked about early in the season, as uh, for the radio audience that they we talking to Danny Owens, head women's soccer coach at William Carey, uh, but. One of the things we talked about was that this team has the goal of getting one award at a time, building up to get the regular season SSAC title. Then the next step is winning the tournament. And then from there on out, it's winning each and every postseason game you have ahead of you. Well, Coach, right now your program is already ticking all the boxes that you've asked them to do being undefeated up to this point. One other thing that was kind of a hidden accolade along the way was that out of the two teams, yeah, first team and second team, all SSAC this year. Your club, which can only field eleven players on the field at a given time, have a total of eleven players that were given either first team or second team All SSAC honors, including players that were even not even starters for your club that get those honors. Th- that just speaks volumes about the depth that this program has going forward.
5: No, I agree. You know, and and then you also have you know, we have a handful of really good teams, but there's two other teams in the national tournament as well, that those girls are competing with the other girls. So, you know, it's a strong, it's a strong conference. Um, and so, and the depth is something that uh, we've kind of relied on, you know, and uh, we, we've been able to go deep in that final match. Uh, we pulled some, some starters off and played some subs that last 15, 20 minutes and we never flinched, you know, and, uh, we felt confident that those girls could kind of see the game out, and um, so, yeah, I was up in Kansas City with the national tournament committee, and kind of the joke was, you know, William Carey's good, and the first team's even better. So I think the country's even recognizing that, you know, we've got some good depth. Um, we have some good players, and you know, if we make a substitution, you know, we're still coming. You know, that we never we we never let off on another team because we have good players coming off the bench that are are still playing at the same level as as our first 11.
2: Uh, Coach Owens, when you have an opportunity to host two teams and it's a neutral site match for them and you get to sit back and the coaches and the players get to get in the stands and get to get in there with the scouting reports and the personnel charts and get to watch it in real time right there, and it's always different between watching something on film and then being able to experience that speed in person. Uh, just how much of an advantage is, is that to be able to have fresher legs and be able to recruit or not recruit but be able to scout in person?
5: Yeah, I mean it's definitely an advantage. You know, like you said, they're coming off of a ninety minute game. Uh, hopefully, it goes into overtime and they have to expend a ton of energy. But um, and we get to sit and watch and then kind of go through a maybe a not a full practice but a maybe a little bit more strenuous practice and prepare. Where they're just, you know, the other team's trying to recover on Friday and get ready on Saturday. So, um, you know, I think the only disadvantage is maybe they played that first game and they've kind of got maybe the jitters out of their system, and now they're coming into the second game. But um, from a physical standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, I, you know, I definitely feel it's a huge advantage. And um, I was one of the girls texted me today, and I, I was told him that's why throughout the year I tell them. These games are important because it's going to set you up down the road. You might not understand it, but it's going to help you down the road, and that's why it was so important to to try to get a, you know, a top seed, a top eight seed, so we could sit and watch two teams play on Thursday and play the winner of those guys on Saturday.
1: Coach, just a couple seconds left. As we uh, have a little bit of rain coming in this week, uh, how does your namesake field uh, look to be holding up?
5: No, it's good. The field drains really well. The you know, as soon as the season's over with, we we drop winter ride for this weekend because us and the men typically host these games, and so uh, we brought it in and we were gone all week. And uh, you know, the plan was to get the field ready, but now it's supposed to rain three days, so we're out walking the field today, figuring out how we're going to cut it. Uh, <laughs> we talked about a push mower, but you know, push mower on a one hundred and twenty by seventy five field is a lot, so. We got it cut today, and um, I'll put, I'm trying to push the game back to Thursday evening to give us most of Thursday to, to cut in line and and do the things that we need to do. So um, it'll, it's playable. We just that winter ride, you know how it just pops up, so it's pretty long. So we just got to get it cut again on Thursday and get it lined, and it'll be fine. It'll, it's a good surface to play on, rain or shine.
1: Well, Coach Owens, we look forward to seeing your club and the other two uh, on the women's side of the bracket facing one another this weekend coach looking forward to it we'll catch you again next time okay thank you very much all right more crusader talk next as we continue
0: you're tuned in to crusader talk on supertalk hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com we
1: continue the conversation to wrap up a little bit of women's and men's soccer as we have in the studio tonight. Clayton Rush with myself, Caleb Hamill, and Josh West. Will Tony man of the board for us, as he does every Monday night. <laughs> you can hear him echoing. <laughs> we got Will's mic turned around to Clayton right now. We're short one. the may have to add like an emergency fourth mic for uh, some of these type of scenarios. Yeah, well, we do want to hear from Will, too. Yeah, we got to get his take on soccer, his favorite sport. Anyway, Clayton, you got to see some of these matches uh, over this past week. And I know Josh and I have been kind of in transitioning to basketball mode. And we're going to talk some basketball here later in the show as well. But you've gotten to see this team perform – both teams perform all season long. My mind, when I think back about where William Carey women's soccer is now, goes back to early in the season whenever they had to go down to Foley, Alabama and face some tough competition, including Kaiser – And they have shown resilience through and through, faced some tough opponents there early on. Even Louisiana Christian, who ended up not making the tournament field, but was still a very stout opponent to start off the year. This team has set themselves up for their future successes.
4: Yeah, they're they're battle-tested. Danny, as he always does, Uh, has just put together a really strong schedule from start to finish and and then you know Tennessee Southern coming into the fold of SSAC again uh, just kind of adds to that because now uh, you know that you've got to see them once if not twice uh, throughout the year but yeah I mean you go back to that Kaiser game you go back to that uh, Southeastern game and those were those were the two games where carry this carry team cemented themselves as the number one team in the country that was the next poll uh, where they were voted number one and so Uh, those were kind of those those season defining games early on in the season that really put the country on notice Uh, and and then going forward yeah I mean you just you've seen the quality uh, shown week in week out it's been different players on different nights uh, but this team is just so well put together uh, from top to bottom they've got the depth they can bring players in when a player like ERPS gets hurt Uh, there's just not many weaknesses you can talk about
1: now, with that said, you know that's what the women's team looks like. And, Josh, if you want to add a comment, I was about to pivot to go to men's for just a second. Do you
2: have a comment on women? Well, the comment is to – and I'm going to set Clayton up again for this. What you've alluded to to me is that you have a situation where there has to be five of the six top goal scorers be off in a game for Kerry to be in serious jeopardy of losing. If two of the six are on – Kerry has a really good chance to advance in that match. I mean, that is really ridiculously good depth.
4: Yeah, look, I mean, look at the life game. I mean, the SSAC championship game, Life University, who played Kerry very, very close in the regular season. The goals come from Karen Valau and Virginia Mesa, both very quality players. But Mary Angela Jimenez, Azarias, Eribst, Salmon, I mean, those are the four players that you talk about a lot more Karen just goes on a tear throughout the SSAC tournament. Virginia with goal of the tournament easily, if not one of the goals of the season. So you get that luxury of having you know one or two players off. Well, you got another player that can hurt you. So for Kerry going forward, I, I do agree with Josh's comment. For them to not make it very, very deep in this national tournament, you've got to have a lot of players having an off night at the same time, which I just don't see happening.
2: I don't either. Yeah,
1: and so it'll take you know, a perfect storm to take down Kerry in the early rounds. It, it When you get to the semifinals and finals, then you're starting to talk about the stiff competition and all there. But now uh, in looking at the men's game or in tournament and how it sets up, I, I want to get your gut reaction from this, Clayton. I got a little bit of it earlier in text message conversation with you, but it's insane to me to see, one – Dalton State staying at the number four spot after losing in the semifinals to Carey. you know, I, mobile to me deserves a higher spot than Dalton state does. Mobile remains at the eight, which even more crazy sets up a rematch for carry and mobile. If all things go chalk, which we kind of expect to happen. Sure. But then again, who knows what happens down in mobile for that uh, game against Louisiana Christian. I think that's who they're facing. Yeah. Um, talented bunch but I, when you look at things in say the NCAA when it, they bracket all the baseball teams and other types of postseason tournaments they have written in the rules of matching up regionals to if at all possible and where it makes sense not match up conference against conference for the second game of the tournament you never put them in the same region and now you have immediately the 8 versus 9 BSSAC and then Dalton State stays at the four for parity's sake to keep them on that side of the bracket to where the conference can only have one possible team in the final.
4: Yeah, I mean, you look at what, what really defined this carries, the, the men's side, what defined their season. There's three goals that define their season. The goal, the free kick that Dalton State scored, the free kick that Mobile scored, and then, the, you know, as you heard from Coach Farrell, the quality team goal that Mobile scored uh, in the championship game you take away one or two of those three goals, and this is a completely flipped around bracket. And I do have to admit a little bit. I, you know, I, I think Mobile. If you ask Mobile, uh, they are they're offended by the way that their um, draw came out for them to get the eight seed after um, they, you know, they they beat they beat Dalton State, and they've beaten Carey, and Dalton State's just still getting this respect like they should the, at least be yeah, flipped exactly it should at exactly. least be mobile four in dalton state eight
2: so from a little bit more of an outsider perspective looking in the new kid on the block so to speak it seems like Southern States Athletic Conference bias in the sense of you do not want that league to be overloaded in the championship again. And so you might be tired of a, a Mobile. You might be tired of a carrier You're wanting to get some new blood in there. That I mean, what else are you left to think yeah. when you look at that? Well,
1: yeah. then also you have the fact that it sets up a match against the number one team in the tournament you know, with the eight and nine seed there early on. So it's a collision course to try to eliminate you know, one of the top two, you know, ssac teams early on once you get to the the national site it's i don't know it feels like a slap in the face to the talent that this conference has brought to the table to set up that collision course and again i'm fine with Kerry being the number nine seed i think that is a logical conclusion for the makers of the bracket to reach it's the fact that you have mobile so low and dalton state so high it would make a lot more sense to have Dalton State knock down a couple notches and Mobile up. They should be probably side-by-side, side, probably six and
4: seven. Yeah, because that's not to mention, too. I mean, you, you talk about Dalton State and Carey in the regular season. Carey only loses that one 1-0, and they're down two players at the end of the game. So it's like, what what more do you want to show uh, to, the, to the country, to the selection committee, to, um, you know, those making those decisions, I mean, what more do you have to do to, to, to say, hey, you know, we, we deserve to be you know higher up in this conversation.
1: Yeah. But nevertheless, the Crusaders are going to play the schedule they're given. They'll start off with a match against Milligan, and we'll look forward to watching them on Saturday.
2: And I'll say this. William Carey, and you could hear it from Coach Farrell, he's much more excited to be getting another shot at Mobile than Mobile is, as Clay alluded to, of having to a Clayton rather alluded to getting to have to try to beat Kerry three times in three weeks. That typically At a that, site, by the way, that trend do. typically breaks the other way. You love basketball coaches that lose close in home and homes in the regular season of basketball. They get into the league tournament, and then they win the league tournament. This favors Kerry if they can get to play Mobile. The mindset will be, Kerry will be thinking, here we go, this is our chance. And Mobile's going, man, this is a brutal, brutal draw.
4: And if you're Mobile, you've got to have in the back of your mind the the missed opportunity from Win. There was a missed opportunity from, I believe it was uh, Greenwood as well. Um, Kerry had a lot of chances. and, and Especially and right I, there at the end. You and I talked about it after the game. Kerry had a lot of opportunities. To come out of that game two one instead of one zero, yeah.
1: And Mobile did it, it, give them credit they they limited Carey's sure. shots in the first half dramatically, um, but you know when the chips were down, Carey was able to get many you know, chances at the goal and just missed high or wide. Uh, just didn't go their way at the end of that. But you know, hats off to a semifinal or to a uh, final conference tournament game appearance uh to face mobile there they fall one nil there uh but the crusader women absolutely rolling right now uh what a pivot in the last few minutes we have here in this segment to talk about basketball as josh you and i got to see them live and in living color there at regreen coliseum last monday before we kind of recorded an impromptu crusader talk episode but in watching William Carey's women's team down their best post player on the roster you know they faced a Southern Miss team that was really talented and I don't know that we all realized just how talented Southern Miss was when they uh, played William Carey and it kind of made you have maybe a couple doubts as to what this team was made of well now all of a sudden you look at what they've done out in San Antonio and when you look down at it they're five and oh or six and oh I can't Five and five and zero, oh. oh. and they oh. have not won a, a game by less than nine. They've won by nine or greater in all of their games.
2: They have, and Corpus is a player that is stepping up in the absence of Blatney in the post, and she'll continue to do so. I mean, this is a team with a lot of scores. Uh, they can press you. They can handle the press. They can shoot the three ball. Uh, they can they can play the high-low game. They move the ball very well. Uh, and as you said, the lone loss being to a Division One Southern Miss, Southern Miss is at some point in every one of their games led by at least 30 points. I mean, that that's a group— um, led by Coach McNellis, which is an unbelievable story. Her battle with cancer, the entire country is pulling for that program. You heard Dr. Burnett in our broadcast say if Kerry is not playing Southern Miss, they're pulling for Southern Miss and vice versa. So you got you got two great stories going on because going into that contest 3-0, and William Kerry was off to the best start in 15 years. We'll have to go back and dig a little further to see what this start. This might be a, a best in a couple of decades start for Kerry. I've got to dig back a little bit further, but will. I mean, we, we were talking about this out of the get go. This women's basketball team has a chance to be really, really good.
1: There's no question. And when you look at William Kerry and and Coach English and the job that he's done through the years, it's really not a surprise the um, the talent that he has and you know the, the hot start that they're getting to it's not a surprise at all and a lot of the credit goes to coach jessica gerica and her c- recruiting efforts she, oh yeah I, I i joked with her a couple of interviews back about how there can't be treads still left on her tires that or she's keeping the the tire companies employed because she is on the road constantly i think she's got an endorsement maybe so yeah yeah diet coke for coach uh yeah Steve Knight and then uh, one of the tire companies for Coach Garriga, absolutely NIL deals man they, they, they can go for coaches too we'll and talk a little bit more about the men uh, too in just a little bit You know, speaking of Coach Knight I got to cover the men's game over there in Pineville Louisiana as they uh, lost a tough one to Louisiana Christian we'll wrap things up with you next as we'll break down just a little bit more basketball dot the I and cross the T when Crusader Talk wraps up next
0: Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment of Crusader Talk for you here on this
1: Monday night. Appreciate Coach Gary Farrell and Coach Danny Owens joining us earlier in the program. Men's and women's coaches, respectively, on the soccer side of things a little basketball to wrap up the show and actually before we jump into that just another you know, hats off to the great season for volleyball that just wrapped up this past week in the SSAC tournament as the women finish off uh, their season in the semifinals of the SSAC tournament uh, falling to the number one team in the entire conference Blue Mountain Christian they uh, get the nod as the SSAC's uh I could not get that word out, for the national tournament as well. And just a great story from them and their team for how they've really built themselves up from early in the season and a lot of question marks in the early start of Coach Shirley's career at William Carey to being on a steep incline heading into the offseason. So, uh, with that, yeah, we'll jump over into uh, basketball, as we've already uh, talked about soccer and a little volleyball as well. the women's basketball team off to a great start. The men's team, a couple question marks here early on, I think uh, would suffice to say. They start off the year with a win against Southern University of New Orleans. uh, Are 2-1 heading into that game against Southern Miss uh, last week on Monday. And played an ugly but a tight first half with the Golden Eagles. And it really came down to Kerry's poor shooting in the second half and Southern Miss's increased shooting ability coming out of the locker room at the half. And so the miss came away with that one, 64 to 42, but you shake that off. It's an exhibition game. It was for the women's team as well. So it doesn't count against your record for the year and and you move on to play your next opponent for the women. They went on the road to San Antonio, get a couple wins for the men. They go on the road, not too far away, but a further drive than you would think Uh, just shy of the red river over in Pineville, Louisiana to play Louisiana Christian Josh, I have never seen that many fouls called in a basketball game in my life. Is it 54? 54 total fouls between oh, the two teams in the game. That's nuts. 54 fouls. Two technical fouls against William Carey players as well. Um, and it ended up being an 84-79 to 79 game. Carey just trying to figure out the shooting aspect of their team this season. They have a couple guys that are really good uh, – but they just go through cold streaks, and in a game like that with fifty-four fouls, you can never really find a rhythm. Let me ask you this: of those fifty-four fouls, how much of that was the refs inserting themselves into the game? I told Coach Knight post-game. I said it seemed like to me the ten players on the floor were out there playing basketball, and the officials thought we were playing operation. You slightly touch okay. wrong, the red that, light goes off, the whistle gets sounded. That makes sense. foul gets called. Yeah. Uh, It's that's kind of the game that was played out there.
2: That's probably the best analogy I've ever heard. That really is. For officiating ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, just touch the guy. Just uh, foul. (laughs) There it is. Just let him (laughs) play. Reaching. And and there were some fouls that didn't get called. And that's uh, Dylan Brumfield got teed up uh, just telling an official that he got fouled on his layup attempt on the other end of the floor. And no warning or anything, just an immediate technical. It, It was just a rough trip all the way around. No air conditioning in that gym either. They didn't take media timeouts, so Mm. nobody got a a break without calling a timeout in that game either. But with that said, Coach Knight even said it seemed the players overlooked Louisiana Christian a bit. And they didn't get film on this team until midnight before the game.
2: Wow. Wow. So just want the hits keep coming is
0: what it
1: sounds <laughs> it's, 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 it's like. That, <laughs> it was their first home be. game too. So they had a lot to you know play for in front of their home crowd. Meanwhile, William Carey now has their first home game ahead of them on uh, tomorrow night. Game time set for seven o'clock against Southeastern Baptist college, a get right game before conference play uh, yep. for the chargers. That'll come down from Laurel for the first of two times this season. So I look forward to having you all out there at Clinton gym. Only a men's game on Tuesday as i believe southeastern baptist was unable to put a women's team together this year Uh, i know they've got a men's team yeah Uh, that's all i'm sure of yeah so all of the women's matches against uh, southeastern baptist have been canceled for the year i think that's the reason why it was because they couldn't get enough together Uh, but with that other games to keep in mind we're gonna have a busy saturday we'll have the Second round games for both the men's and women's soccer NAIA tournament. Uh, that's going on at Denny Owens Field. Meanwhile, we've got a doubleheader of men's and women's basketball action, conference play. Can you believe it? It's already time for conference basketball action. As William Carey will be hosting Thomas University, Noon time for the women's game, and then the men's game will follow around 2 o'clock.
2: What are the chances I get this guy to my right, Clayton Rush, out a little bit earlier, set up, take a little 15-minute stroll over, catch maybe about a quarter of basketball to see this ladies' team, this undefeated Crusader basketball team on the ladies' side. Uh, I think they had a great chance to continue to rattle off wins. We've looked back now for more than 20 years of standings, and so this is the best start in a couple of decades for the ladies.
1: Yeah, our, our online Records only go back to 2004 and 2005 season. So we'll have to see where all that lines up. Running out of time, quickly, our Crusader of the Week, Josh.
2: Chanel Corpuz coming off 23 points in her last outing. She's stepping up in Blakeney's absence. Hope to have Blakeney back in about three to four weeks. If so, there's only a few games in between now and then this team could get really really good come january february It's It's a lot
1: happening this week it is going to be fun a fun week for crusader athletics again tuesday night at seven carry men's basketball against southeastern baptist uh have a doubleheader saturday against thomas university in conference action and then also the soccer matches this weekend carry will be playing uh the men's game on saturday the matches will be one and four can't remember which one it is women's and men's but be out there to Danny Owensfield and Clinton Jim for those. For our entire group, Clayton Rush, Josh Weston, Will Tony. I'm Caleb Hamill. Until next time. Good night. God bless and go Satyrs.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.